you know, sometimes our problem is, is we don't doubt the Lord. We doubt ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is the thing. I, I, I need to get to a place where I understand the Lord believes in me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I ought to agree with the Lord's faith in me. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us again for the second time our pastor, Tony Kemp. He is a pastor of pastors, and that makes him an apostle, and he's a dear, dear friend of ours and a father in the faith. And he's going to be with us for our convention coming up July 19th through 22nd, 2022 in Jasper, Arkansas, and we are welcoming you to come. So he's going to be sharing with us, we trust he's going to be sharing with us, some of the things that the Lord is going to bring through him when he comes to this convention. We're so glad that you're with us today on this podcast. We know that it's going to be a treasure trove with this man of God. He is uh, just so gifted and overflowing with revelation from the Lord, from the experiences that he's had and how he walks with the Holy Spirit. So we're looking forward to a glorious podcast today. But before we get started, we want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and enjoy our podcast player there. Unless you're listening from your favorite podcast platform, you can can keep going back to that and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. But be sure to come to our website to see the event that's coming up and other events that that will be coming up in the future. Uh, We have this wonderful convention that's coming up July 19th through 22nd, 2022, right here in Jasper, Arkansas at our headquarters. And we're hoping that you can actually come and join us. It's a beautiful vacation place to come to the Ozark Mountains. And there's lots of things to do in this area and uh, the Buffalo River to canoe on uh, in in between meetings. We've got morning meetings and evening meetings scheduled. And you can find out more information about that on our website. So join us if you possibly can live. And if you can't, you can join us on the live stream on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page page and and just look for global outpouring in either place and uh, and if you're listening to us from the archives and you're it's past that date you can go back to YouTube or Facebook and listen to or watch the the recordings so uh, this is this is going to be some uh, deep deep teaching of the things of God that will help you to grow and your life will be changed and transformed that's what we do here that's what we're pressing in for we're contending for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and we're we're equipping this is going to be an equipping time so that we can engage in the outpouring that's coming so welcome Pastor Tony we're so glad that you're with us again on part two of this podcast Well, I'm very glad to be with you as well and uh, to share with you the revelation of God's word by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the last time we were talking about, you know, the believer's authority in Christ. And, you know, sometimes our problem is, is we don't doubt 
the Lord, we doubt ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is the thing. I, I, I need to get to a place where I understand the Lord believes in me. Mm-hmm. And maybe I ought to agree with the Lord's faith in me. <laughs> That's good. I like Very that. Good. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, in terms of ministry, I mean, the Bible says in Psalm 89, it says that justice and judgment are the habitation of God's throne and mercy and truth go before his face. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a testimony. Um, there was a, and this is different from the testimony I just last gave about a serial um, person. The last case I talked about was a serial um, killer. But I'm going to give you a testimony of a serial rapist. Mm. This uh, woman went to a man of God, and she shared that her daughter had been raped by a serial rapist. And so a man of God talks with this woman, and this woman says, hey, you know, and this is the part of the conversation. I mean, he's going to continue to rape people. He's got to be stopped. So this is what the man of God said to her. He said, are you willing to extend to this young man the sure mercies of David? Hmm. Now, the sure mercies of David is this concept. God can take your greatest failure and platform it into your greatest success. And even though you've had your greatest sin, if you repent and believe in Jesus, he can turn things around for you miraculously. And so the man of God said, are you willing to extend the sure mercies of David to this young man? She said, yes. In other words, we're going to ask God to give him another chance. But should this young man decide that he is going to continue to rape women, we're going to ask God to cut off his head, to stop his behavior. Even though mercy and truth go before God's face, after that follows justice and judgment. Wow. And so he agreed. But now here was the catch point. The man of God said to the woman, to the mother, you don't have a problem with sexual sin or pornography. She said, no, I don't. Because see, here's the thing. When you're going to call down justice and judgment after mercy and truth, you've got to be able to stand in the fire that you're calling down, which means you have to be pure. Amen. And so that's literally what they did. Right after this, this young man, I guess, was in court for rape again. Of course, he gets out on bond. He gets on his motorcycle and he has an accident. Guess what happens to his head? It gets chopped off. Oh, my. See, so there, there is this concept of, of Psalm 89 where we extend mercy and truth. Okay. But there's also justice and judgment because there's a relationship between Jesus and justice. Let me give you another example to this. Did I ever talk to you about Hugo Chavez and how he was kidnapping Christians? No. And how he, okay, this is what happened. He kidnapped Christians. Matter of fact, he held them for ransom over 130 of them. And the church would have to raise money to buy them back. So the church got tired of it. Uh, probably should have got tired of it sooner. Um, but what they did is they called a friend of mine. So a friend of mine came in and he began to talk about the sure mercies of David to extend forgiveness. But if this behavior continues, that God would put a stop to it. And they began to pray. Well, 
here's what a lot of people don't know. Right after that, Hugo Chavez had cancer and he died. Wow. Hmm. And that problem ended. Okay. Nancy Pelosi went to Texas to um, get a whole bunch of money. I think it was a million dollars or more from, um, from this man for Planned Parenthood. Well, mercy and truth go before God's face, but justice and judgment are the habitation of his throne. So prophetic prayer was prayed, prayer directed by the Holy Spirit, that this thing would fall through and that there would be bankruptcy and this place would pass away. Bankruptcy happened. She didn't get the money. She had to walk away and the place passed away. Wow. Well, I'm thinking that we should probably reconsider, okay, mm-hmm. who and what we are in Christ. And as long as we don't have uh, the sin in our life that's being judged, for example, and, and this is what I want to say, you know, we say, um, Jesus says, um, you know, don't judge and you should not be judged, Right. Okay, but if we go back and we look at the context of that scripture, he, he's basically talking about don't be as the hypocrites are. Mm-hmm. They pray standing in the synagogue and in the streets. He says, no, pray secretly. Don't fast like the hypocrites. They, they disfigure their faces and they pour ashes on their head. Don't do secret fasting. And then he's talking about judgment. And he goes on and he says, using modern phraseology, he says, hey, look. Don't worry about the toothpick in your brother's eye. Pull the toothpick out of your own eye. Okay? And then what you can do is you can deal with your brother. So it isn't that you can't judge. It's that that it must be righteous judgment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why would a Paul said, hey, you Corinthians, you got sin in the church. Let those that are least esteemed bring judgment. And so I think because of the movement toward the fullness of iniquity mm-hmm. it is time for the church to rise up under the leadership of the holy spirit and the lordship of jesus to bring judgments when it's necessary mm-hmm. and um you know i've seen this you know even in my own experience which i don't you know you know i don't want to talk about it you know because it's not something that you want to do and you don't like doing it um, but sometimes it becomes necessary because usually when, when that happens, you don't want to see what happens to people when they don't repent or refuse to repent. Yeah. But I've seen that kind of judgment in my own ministry where I've had to participate in the working. Of it. Okay. Wow. Um, when you look at the two witnesses in the book of revelation, they're clothed in sackcloth and ashes, yeah. which means they're in, they're in mourning mm, yeah. because, um, you know, uh, they're, they're under attack. The, the fullness of iniquity has come and judgment has to fall. And so out of their mouth proceeds <laughs> fire and plagues and judgments come upon their enemies. And th- they don't want to do that, but it's what's necessary. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're in fasting and prayer. They're in grief and mourning. And, you know, obviously they bring to God the fruit of repentance. They practice righteousness. And obviously they have holiness in the relationship with Jesus. Otherwise, they wouldn't have that kind of power and authority in the earth, which was extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary. But here's the thing that I want to say. 
And so we're already seeing a little bit of this in different places, mm-hmm. in different mm-hmm. situations. So I don't think we should wait for the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we need to be a part of the book of Revelation. Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. Because it says this, and when you go back and look at the book of Revelation, it says the two witnesses and two candlesticks. Well, in the book of Revelation, candlesticks are churches. Mm. Very interesting. You had two churches that Jesus didn't rebuke, Philadelphia and Smyrna. Mm-hmm. So these kinds of people qualify to bring justice and judgment after uh, truth and mercy are rejected. So this is something for us to just kind of, you know, meditate on and and consider. So I just want to say that. Wow, that's powerful. That is powerful. You know, I remember hearing the testimony of these people that believers and their daughter was murdered. And they they knew who did it, and he was taken to court and tried, and somehow he got off. And as as he was leaving the courthouse, he was just mocking them because he knew he had done it, and he knew that they knew that he had done it. And he was just mocking and laughing, and he stepped out into the street and got hit by a car. That was it for him. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah, and I have a friend of mine, this man— did something, said something. And my friend said, Lord, don't let him get away with it. That guy died. Hmm. That guy died. And so, uh, and he died quickly. So, you know, I think that we have the authority to change more things than, than, than we consider. Um, let me share this with you. Um, when I, when I left Illinois to go plant a church in Hannibal, Missouri, we didn't have any money. And that school building came open at 30,000 square feet. We didn't have any money. And somebody, somebody said, how big is your God? To one of the people that we were involved with. And they said, we have a really big God. And so they told me about the opportunity. And so I prayed and I had a dream. And in the dream, we were supposed to offer these folks money, the, the owners of the building money. It was actually a school system. We didn't even have it. <laughs> so, but I had a dream. Well, what had happened previous to this was there was a woman. Uh, she was a farmer. She had no husband. I think one of her sons got, well, her son did get killed. He was a truck driver and they were in drought. And so I would go out on Monday nights and I would pray and it would rain on her property only. <laughs> the neighbor said, why does it rain on your property and not on ours? Well, this woman remembered this. And so she contacts me and says, I hear you need some money. I said, yes, I do. She was rich. She paid for the whole building. Wow. Secretly. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, is this building was on one of the highest places in Hannibal, Missouri. A cellular company moves in and they need to put a tower up someplace. <laughs> they put a tower in our building, offer us the same amount of money that the woman gave us for the building. And we were able to pay her back. Glory to God. So the message I'm communicating is, is that when we are working for the kingdom of God, you know, if it's God's will, he'll pay the bill. Amen. We have to have confidence that, you know, since it's the father's business, he'll take care of the bills. Amen. So when we're talking about this spirit and power of Elijah, there's a very positive side to this as well. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. 
Wow. Amen. That's so encouraging, so faith-building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just a matter of following the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. That's really what it's about, because I'll tell you this story. is uh, I was in Iowa preaching the gospel, and we were coming back. I was living in Illinois. We were going down Highway 72, 36, and there was a tornado coming up the highway. There was no place for us to go. It's nighttime. Oh, wow. And uh, I remember my driver, his name was Big Roy, and we were next to a pole, and we had stopped the van. And for whatever reason, I know it was the Holy Spirit, he just started backing up. He backed up a little way. And as the wind came, the pole came down where we were. Mm. We felt the van start to lift up into the air, but the Lord put it down. And the tornado passes over us. Now, when we went, when it passes over, we go down the street, there's a semi right in front of us turned over. So the other thing of it is, is when you're doing the will of God, okay, you can look for divine protection. Amen. And so, you know, right now, I mean, if you think about it, there are some real crisis happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, you know, so we just do the will of God. You know, this is interesting about Elijah. Think about this. This man shut up heaven, put the key in his back pocket, and God got to keep him alive. <laughs> the Lord has to keep him alive because nobody else has got the key but he. But <laughs> God's got to keep him alive if he ever wants it to rain again over there. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, I mean, think about that. You know, the man's significance and the man's importance. And sometimes, like I say, we underestimate our own significance and importance. Mm-hmm. Because we may be able to reach somebody that nobody else can reach but us. Yeah. Nobody else can reach that person but us. True. So anyway, I don't know how I got there, but I sure, like I said, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. You remember Isaiah 6, 6, I think it's 6, chapter 6 says, I and the sons that God have given me are for signs and wonders in Israel. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're for signs and wonders. So we need to be doing what, we, what, what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Amen. They that know their God will be strong, strong and, and do, do exploits. exploits. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and you notice that the word exploits there in, this is in Daniel, I believe. Um, it is. And, chapter 12, I believe. Yes. And, but the word exploits is in italics. Yes. So, so the, the, it's actually just the verb there that they that know the Lord will be strong and do. Do. They're just going to do. do. Right. When we know him, when we're walking with him, when, we're, when we have the mind of Christ, when we understand what, what his purpose and his will is, and he gives us instructions, and we just do it. Do it. Just yeah. do it. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think. You know, my problem has been um, sometimes my mind is just too busy. <laughs> I think everyone can relate. You know, my mind is just too busy. And then there there are days when, you know, I, I got brain fog. And then there are days when I just got a scattered mind. And then there are days when I have an anxious mind. And usually, you know, the Lord has to clear away the fog. He has to give me some kind of calm me down. You know what I mean? He has, he has to slow me down so, so, so that I can know what it is he wants to do and work with him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think all of us have those days, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, 
our, our uh, we're just duh. You know what I mean? We're just duh. Yeah. It's, just a, it's a broken world. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think that, um, yeah, no, we have other times where we have clarity for me. If I can calm my mind down, mm-hmm. if I can have clarity of mind, then the revelation that God puts in my spirit, I can have an awareness and a consciousness of it. And so, to be honest, sometimes that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. It really could be a challenge. And I think that that's what we have to strive for is uh, clarity of mind, you know, instead of being cloudy. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we just need to breathe. True. <laughs> Very true. You know, one of the things that has helped me tremendously um, Siggy Oblander preached at our at our place uh, about a year ago, and it's it's on our YouTube channel. Um, and she was using Psalm thirty seven, and she made four points from uh, verses uh, three, four, five through seven uh, about that. Uh, the first thing that you do is you trust in the Lord, right? And, and the second thing is delight yourself in the Lord. Well, yes. you know. For, Anchoring yourself in trust to begin with makes right. a difference. It, mm-hmm. it starts the calming process. And then right. just delighting yourself in his presence and, and just luxuriating and just the, the word there in Hebrew, as she, she brought it, it has, has to do with being soft. It, it softens you when you delight yourself in his presence. And then the, then in verse five, it says, commit your way unto the Lord. Well, you know, a lot of times the things that are going through our heads are stuff that we just need to commit to him. Right. And, and and then it says, trust in him again, and he'll bring it to pass. And then in verse seven, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently right. for him. Mm-hmm. When I right. do, when I go through those four steps in my, in my, like in my prayer time, when my mind is going zing, 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 zing about right. all kinds of things, and I'm trying to get quiet. If I go through those four steps and get to that rest, it's like my shoulders drop and I just, I get into that place of quiet where I can hear his voice again. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. And I, I think that, um, you know, there's this, this Psalm, the Psalm 1 that says, you know, don't walk in the uh, council of the godly, don't stand away of sinners, don't sit in the seat of the proud. But your delight is in the law of the Lord and in your law, he's medit- you meditate day and night. Mm-hmm. If I can direct my thoughts and um, get them in the word of God and, and have focus. Yes. You know, because sometimes my mind is so scattered. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just scattered. And just like you said, you know, it's funny. It's, it's it, like you, you got your list of all the stuff you know that you need to do. Uh-huh. What, what happens for me is if I, if I can revolve my mind around God's word, then what I can do is, is I can calm my mind to the place where I can get in touch with the Holy Spirit inside my spirit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can be really a challenge. You know, it's funny. Now, you know, you got all this stuff to do. You know, you've had it all day that you got to do it, but it isn't until you pray that all of a sudden it just starts to just, the list just starts to speak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so what I guess I want to let people know is, yeah, I got the same challenge that you've got. Okay. You know, yeah. and, and, then, and, and then there are those days that the truth be told is like, Man, I just can't, you know, and I have those days where I just can't get focused. So it's like it's a wash. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's days that are like that. It's just a wash. And um, it's okay. 
you know, you know, where I have those days where I, I don't feel like studying today. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like being intense in prayer today. I just am not feeling that. I can even try, but it's like, oh, this just ain't happening. You know, <laughs> this ain't happening, you know, and there's days where I could push through it. And then there are days when I just can't. And, and when I can't, it's like, okay, well, maybe. And you know, you know how we had that conversation about burnout before? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, maybe I just need to just, you know, relax. And here's the other thing that I found out. Sometimes, um, this, and I, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I need to quit my struggle and just snuggle. Ooh. And when I snuggle with Jesus and just quit trying, it seems like all of a sudden I cross over. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And so I've noticed sometimes when I'm struggling, I have a real difficulty getting over into the realm of the spirit. But when I snuggle, it seems that I'm carried over. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, uh, but I have issues. And one of my issues is, is I, 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 like, I like effort. <laughs> I like to put out some effort, you know what I mean? And sometimes I don't I, I, I deliberately forget that scripture. It's not by your effort, it's not by your energy, it's by my spirit. Uh, I like not it. by mind, not by power, by my spirit. Yeah. Right. And, and right. without me you can do nothing. Right, 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 right. But I like to get in it. I sometimes I get in the way, you know. We we know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah, and, and see, I guess that without humility whatsoever, because I know I got lots of company, whoever the <laughs> listeners are, they'll be able to relate to it. Yeah, it's you know? true. It's true. Yeah. But but yeah. The, the idea of getting into rest is what helps you go go over. And, and you know, snuggling is resting. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is resting. Yeah, and a lot of times, mo- the majority of the time, I'm pretty good at that. It's just I do have those times, those moments, or sometimes even those days where I just can't seem to get there. And so there's nothing I can do. I just can't get there. So I just chillax, you know, so I just chillax. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's, I just chillax. I just chill and relax, relax. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's always tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that, that reminds me of the thing that the Lord spoke to me uh, a few weeks ago about, he said, just let me love you. Yes, and and you there's there's no effort on our part except to uh, labor to enter into his rest. Yes, and, and, and I think for me because I do the ministry, I travel a lot, and like I'll be in four states in a month. Um, there's times when things are so intense that in ministry because you know it's. Um, that I just need to, because I go literally from, you know, relaxation to intensity, relaxation to intensity. And sometimes I need a break from the intensity, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? And so like I was telling you, I was like, I got about 10 or 12 days where I'm not traveling. And that'd be my relaxation from intensity. Mm-hmm. But now here's the thing is I really like the intensity though. <laughs> <laughs> you were made for it. You're, 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 you're really wired for wired it. For it. I really like the intensity. So, but every now and then I got to take a break. So like our dear brother said, you know, sometimes we push too hard. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. And, and we have to let the Holy spirit help us 
get to yeah. those resting points and and frequent ref- resting points. Yes. Yeah. And so sometimes I don't read. I just go YouTube, turn on Alexander Scorby mm-hmm. and let him read the Bible to me. You know what I mean? And close my eyes yeah. and just the word of God flow, not even try to figure it out, not even try to analyze, not try to not even just study, just let the word of God hit my spirit. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. powerful. Yeah. We, we do that with the, with the version app. Yes. Yes. And see, so one of the things I try to tell people is this. Sometimes you've got to feed your spirit, the word of God for your private life, for your intimacy with the Lord. But then sometimes you need to feed your gift. Oh, mm. go for it. Go for it. Tell us more about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. Um, one of the things that I've done is um, I, I feed my spirit first, uh, the word of God to develop my intimacy with the Lord Almighty. That's first. That's always the priority is my personal life, intimacy with God. But then the second thing is I'm constantly feeding my gift. And so um, whatever gifting that I want to mature or develop or increase in, I feed it. So, for example, um, if I want more presence, uh, then I want to listen to songs about the presence. I want to listen to somebody else teach on the presence. Mm. And what I will literally do is like, if I see that on YouTube, then I will actively use my faith to draw the presence. Mm. And I'll catch presence. Uh, in fact, when I actually, when I actually study the word, um, I don't study for information or revelation. I study for impartation. Mm-hmm. This is how I learned this. Daniel said he was reading uh, the, uh, the word of the prophet Jeremiah, and he got stirred. And if you remember, he goes into fastings and prayers, and he goes into a visitation. Mm-hmm. And some people may not know this, um, but for 25 years, both Daniel and Ezekiel were contemporaries. Mm, okay. Both Daniel and Ezekiel were strongly influenced by the ministry of Jeremiah. Mm. So uh, one of the things that people are doing is they're reading for information and revelation when they need, and, that, and that's good, but you need to read for an impartation because every book has an impartation. You can, catch, okay. you can catch the anointing of Jeremiah or the Lord Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or Paul or Samuel. Okay. So, uh, but, but it has to be intentional uh, because if you're intentional, you, you'll draw that anointing faster and quicker and greater. So it, it's how do you do it? So that's one of the things I do. And, uh, and even if you're listening to a speaker, you need to, to get the impartation. Like you had mentioned that uh, you, you had had uh, Michael Van Vlamen there and, mm-hmm. and, and Bruce Allen there. And these are guys, man, they, they, you know, they know about translation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can get an impartation. Or, or, and I remember this. I remember this. Remember Brother Grubbs? Oh, yes. Oh, Brother Grubbs. I mean, I, you know, I listen. If I, if I want to catch something, I just, you know, go on that YouTube video with Brother Grubbs. And because, uh, man, if anybody knew uh, uh, translation or transrelocation or whatever you want to call it, Mm-hmm. Supernatural mm-hmm. transportation. That's a man that knew it and experienced it fully and completely. Yes. On a level few do. Mm-hmm. 
I think it was one of her people who uh, who did the interview, right? Yes. Hmm. Yes, that was Dr. Flo Ellers. Now, did you get did you ever get a chance to meet Brother Grubbs or anything like that? No, no we no. didn't. He I don't I don't know whether he was even still living by the time she brought the the video to us, but I think he still was. But uh, okay. we never had the opportunity. I think he he lived in the Pacific Northwest and we just never got out there while he was still living. Okay. Now he was a little country preacher, right? I think so. Yeah, isn't it something who God picks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a simple man. Mm-hmm. A simple man who can just believe God to move in the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. So wherever the listener is, if you have never seen Brother Grubbs or heard Brother Grubbs, uh, go on to YouTube and look for Brother Grubbs. Uh, I don't know what it would be entitled. I'll see um, if I can find it and put it put a link in. Yeah, because it'll help people. Yeah, um, I had a I had a conversation, by the way, with Bruce Allen, probably yesterday or day wow. before. Oh. Uh-huh. And he talked about how there will come a day when we will have to travel by translation. I believe it. Did, did he talk with you guys about any of that? Not specifically, but I've always expected that, and that's why I felt like it was so important for us to have him here for the school. He, he hinted, he hinted at that. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. yeah, yeah he, no, I, he alluded I, to it. Yeah, I believe that that's going to turn out to be true at some point. Mm-hmm. Going to turn out to be true. So, well, we've already had a taste of it during the lockdown. Yeah, this, this was kind of a wake up call, like yeah. because whoever thought yeah. it would happen like that. Yeah, yeah, but now yeah. we know. It it gave us enough of a of a wake up call, like you said, enough mm-hmm. of a um, oh oh yeah yeah this here's here's a here's a scenario that we're seeing right before our eyes that would indicate if you want to go and do something in the spirit you got you gotta you gotta forget the passport and, and airline tickets. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I suspect we're going to see much more of that than we've had before, and it's probably a lot more prevalent. That we've heard about because some people they're not they're probably not talking about it. No, they're not talking this. about it. I can tell you this: when I have had conversations with people, a lot of people more than is what has ever been known are having these experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having them. So, yeah. So this is good. This is good. So, can you tell us uh, an experience that you've had along those lines? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a couple of them that okay. are interesting. One, there was a woman, her name was Bertha. She was um, from Germany. And she says that this man appeared in her house with four angels because she needed body parts. And um, she was afraid. And the man said, we're not going to go away. But she was so afraid, the man and the four angels went away. So what she says is, is that she was watching It's Supernatural. And she sees me on the TV and says, that's the man who was in my house. And so she calls it supernatural. Matter of fact, I was actually wearing the very shirt in her house that she saw me in one of the videos uh, on It's Supernatural. So she contacts It's Supernatural. Uh, I get her number. I call her. She comes from Germany to Washington State. I think she was somehow military related. It was either her or her husband. I suspect it was her husband. Comes to Syracuse, New York, where I get a chance to minister to her for her to get her body parts. That's one. Let me give you another one. This is a funny one. Uh, 
Because I got I got lots of stories on this sort of thing. I love it. So I am in Kissimmee, uh, Florida, at a Puerto Rican church, and a uh, a white sister comes to the church, and uh, I'm preaching, and she comes up and gets saved. And this is her testimony. She said uh, the night before, this man appeared to her and told her to come to church. Hmm. I'm the guy. Mm. Oh, wow. Of all the churches that she comes to, she comes to this one where I'm at and she gets saved. Wow. I could go on and on and tell all kinds of these kinds of stories. So remember when I was talking about the harvest. Yes. So this is all also connected to the harvest. Mm -hmm. Um, A man in Ohio says that I appeared to him and gave him a prophecy when he meets me in the flesh, when I was in Columbus, he says, hey, you appeared to me and you gave me this prophecy and this prophecy is coming to pass. <laughs> and I could go on and on and on. So, yeah, it's 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 possible. It's happening. Um, in fact, and um, to, to give people scripture, um, after after Naaman the Syrian was healed of his leprosy, he, uh, the prophet was offered money. He said, no, Gehazi went and got some money and some clothes came back to the prophet. He said, where you been? He said, I ain't been nowhere. And the prophet said, did not my spirit go with you? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the judgment, um, the leprosy of Naaman uh, mm-hmm. came on Gehazi. Mm-hmm. So he was a leper after that. So um, there is that type of translation as well, where it's either your spirit going and your it's bilocation. It's actually called bilocation. Yeah. Or or your your spirit your soul go and leave your body behind. So or your body goes too. So yeah. So do do you remember those incidents, or were these things that were done by the spirit, like maybe when you were maybe when you were sleeping, or maybe when you were praying and you weren't aware of it, or were you aware? There's two, there's two types that I've experienced: the type that I was not aware, okay, and the type that I was aware. But it's kind of like anything else. It's kind of like Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. He knows he had a dream, but he can't remember it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or it's kind of like people will say stuff like you gave me this prophecy and I really did give them the prophecy and I gave it to them physically. And they said, and I, but I don't remember it at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I just was, yeah, I mean, I don't remember it. I'm, I'm sure I did. But the thing about personal prophecy is, is if you give one right after the other, you have to forget the prophecy you gave, the last prophecies you give. Otherwise, you'll have a bleed over into the next person. So you just got to let it go and forget about it. So mm-hmm. that's oh, what is yeah. keep accuracy and keep clarity. Well put. Mm. Well put. Yeah. You know, so that's sort of an important thing to keep. But, you know, I tell people, you got to feed your gift. So if it's healing, you got to feed it. If it's. Miracles, you got to feed it. If it's prophecy, you got to feed it. Whatever that gift is, you need to constantly be feeding that gift. Hmm. Because what you feed or you nourish gets stronger. Amen. Wow. That Amen. is a huge, important key. That's feed, huge. feed your gift. Oh, I've never heard that before. Wow. Oh, feed your gifts. So um, Paul said to Timothy, he said, you've been nourished up in words of faith. So, you, you know, you nourish your spirit privately and personally, but you have to nourish your gift. So, like, what I, what I, one of the things I did was I studied, for, with regards to healing, as I studied the healing ministers. And even to this day, I would sometimes go back 
Or if I find a new healing minister, I will watch them and listen to them to get an impartation or to feed my gift. Wow. Famous with others. That is very, very good. Wow. Wow. Well, we certainly have enjoyed this today. Is there anything else on your heart that you wanted to share? Well, no, I think that that's, I think that's enough for now. Yeah, that's a lot to chew on. <laughs> that's a lot to chew on. And you're going to give us more. At, yes, we must listen again. Uh, you, you'll have to um, just keep feeding us when you get to the convention, because this is going to be such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this event. And we, we hope that our listeners will come, either come in person or that they'll come and uh, come by by way of the internet, by YouTube or by Facebook, either live or from the archives. These are going to be life changing meetings that um, mm-hmm. that will help you grow in your gift. And, yes. and uh and we feed off of each other, you know, because it's all the Holy Spirit. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And see, the thing the thing I want to get across to people is, you know. This will give them an opportunity to grow in their gift and see, um, <laughs> uh, you know, as much as people love you and appreciate you, there are people who don't know you, but they will love and appreciate the gift that's in you or the gift that you become. Mm-hmm. And so eventually the goal is to become the gift. Beautiful. So like Ephesians 4 and 4 and 7 says, Every one of us have received grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And the Greek word there is doma. So you become the gift of Christ. Wow. And so once that gift is mature. So um, so I, I think that that's what we need to do. Because once you get to mastery, you have dominion and that gift of Christ. So that's what we want to grow to. That's what we want to grow into. Beautiful. So. Mm. Beautiful. And, you know, one of the things about our convention that I've that I've noticed over the years. And I've, I've been doing this a lot of years. I've been here for 45 <laughs> years and I was at the, at the convention before that one. So, right. um, you know, I've got, I've got some history here, but one thing that I've seen, two things that I've seen. One is that, you know, when you, when you fast 21 days, like, like the Lord gave to our founder, Sister Gwen Shaw, as, um, as the, the foundation for, uh, being being a part of this ministry, that once you've done that, it increases the anointing in your life. And you know, when believers get together, there's a synergy that happens that that is a greater anointing because all of the parts are there with the anointing that they carry. But if you get all these people together that that have fasted and and have walked with God, there's a synergy that goes beyond. I mean, it's explosive. It's exponential. When, when you get people together and, and there's people that come, like maybe the first time they they come, they go, where have you been all my life? I finally feel like I belong. So yeah. if there's any listeners out there that are finally, that are, that are going, this, I'm, I'm resonating with this. This is, this is like, uh, something's going off inside of me that, that this is, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I've been looking for come to this convention because your life will be changed and you'll you'll be connected to people that are like you Amen. yeah yeah and I, you know uh if can we take a couple minutes more minutes where i speak to that point please do okay so i was talking with a minister today um he was a drug addict 
who died. And he was actually dead for three hours. Wow. Mm -hmm. He'd been grabbed by a demonic being because he had a drug overdose. He was being dragged in hell. He was getting ready to be placed in his prison house forever. Mm. And before he could be placed there, a voice came out of heaven and said to the demon power, you have to let him go. His mother prayed 20,000 prayers. Wow. And I promised her his salvation. Wow. So, so this brother goes backward in history and he begins to see events. And he saw events like this. He saw things in the Bible. He saw things that were not in the Bible. Let me give you some examples of Jesus that he saw that were not in the Bible. He said he saw Jesus in the desert and he said it was really, really hot. And so Jesus took a stick, uh, put it in the ground and it grew to become a tree that gave him shade. Like and I thought, yeah, that sounds like Jonah. Jonah yes. mm-hmm. Okay. He said one day Jesus was teaching. He said it was really, really hot. And he stretches out his hand, and all of a sudden, the father gives cloud cover. It drops it about 20 or 30 degrees so that people can hear the word of God with more comfort. Mm. And I thought about Moses, okay? He talked about when Jesus was at the whipping post, um, and Jesus was being whipped. And, of course, the lacerations, I mean, just cut right on in deep. And so then he talked about how when Jesus, you know, the spikes went, he said the spikes were not that sharp. They were dull, mm. you know, going into the wrist or what we would call the hands. Mm-hmm. And he said when, when, when they put the spikes in Jesus' feet, that's when he passed out. Mm. He talked about the resurrection of Jesus, but also the, remember when the Bible says uh, many of the bodies of the saints which slept arose, mm-hmm. he saw Jesus after he was resurrected walking down the street and some of the saints were with him down this trailway. He talked about Peter. This was really interesting because he and I had a conversation. I started drawing it out of him. He says, nobody has asked me these questions before. <laughs> so he talked about Peter walking, walking, and Peter passes by a man who's totally blind. Remember that Acts 15 where it says the shadow of Peter healed the sick? Mm-hmm. And he said, when Peter walked by, he didn't say a word. That blind man shook his head and all of a sudden his eyes opened up and he was totally healed. And he found out later, he said the next person that Peter walked by was a leper and who instantly got cleansed. The third person that Peter walked by was a a lame person who literally got up and walked. He talked about how how Paul would be preaching and Paul would put all the, the, the believers up front where he was preaching. And he said this man in the back was mocking Paul. And Paul stopped preaching. The believers separated. Paul walked up to him and started giving him word of knowledge till the man started crying. He talked about how Luke would lay hands on the person's body part that was sick and they would be healed. He talked about Matthias was not as popular as the other apostles, but he moved in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Let's see. What else did he tell me? Because there was like, um, like like the very fact that we have iPads today and phones where you can see each other. Yeah. He saw way back when. And so um <laughs> and so he saw and matter of fact, um he's gonna write a book on um some of what he saw during the period of creation. Wow. The glory of God and water. And so uh yeah, so um 
Wow. Later on, we could talk. You should have the guy. Okay. <laughs> extremely revelatory. Extremely revelatory. We were together when he prophesied about an earthquake, and probably within three minutes it happened. Wow. Literally. Wow. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting just for you to talk to. Okay. All right. Well, we're just so happy that you've been with us today, Pastor Tony, and we want to encourage uh, our listeners to go to YouTube and uh, watch the the programs that that are actually going up on King TV, but you can find them on YouTube. Just look for Pastor Tony Kemp. You can go to TonyKemp.com to find out more about uh, Pastor Tony's ministry and the the supernatural conference that you're having in August. That's going to be a glory time that we intend to be there for. And uh, and look for Tony Kemp books. You've written six books, and uh, we just yep. want to encourage people to. And and I'll put some links in the show notes also. Uh, if, if whatever pot, podcast platform that you're watching on. Um, Look for the show notes. If they're not there, try another platform. You can find them at cpnshows.com, also on the Charisma Podcast Network. And um, we'll we'll put some links in there to other times that you've ministered for us. Um, just every single time you've been with us, you've been just pouring in revelation yeah, and just just building foundations in us. I I'm I'm so happy that that we have connected you know we're we we met michael van vleiman and bruce allen because of michael van vleiman but we met michael van vleiman through you and we met dean braxton through you and uh, we're just so grateful for the building in the supernatural uh and and the miraculous and and just this you're helping us to understand what normal christianity is supposed to be and we've been living so far below that Yes, all of us, myself included, we're trying to rise. Mm-hmm. It's time to. It's time to yeah. arise and shine for yeah. our light is come. Amen. 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 If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence.